This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, ladies. I'd like to talk about a particular phrase today that I've heard for quite a while. People are always saying, oh, get real. What exactly does that mean, anyway, get real? Well, usually in the context they're speaking, they're saying they don't believe what we're saying or they think it's something that's not really accurate. Strangely, our surroundings become our identity. They are our reality, at least for the here and now. I mean, we can always hope for something different or dream that we're somewhere else, but we are where we are at this moment in time, and that's real. We can rent or buy a house here on Earth, and in our minds that would be like saying, this is my home now, my permanent place. This is where I belong. But is it really? Anything can happen to that abode that we've decided is our permanent dwelling. So, really, I can't say that. This is not where I want to tie my soul, nor can I tie my soul here. My soul is either heaven-bound for eternity or bound for eternal destruction. My soul is very important. Once we understand the concept of the transiency of this earthly life and all that it holds, the permanence of our heavenly reality is going to become our goal. The inspired Apostle Paul stated in his letter to the Colossian brethren, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For if ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Colossians 3, 1-4 that's my goal, and I believe it is yours too, or at least it should be. In Colossians 3.2, the electronic version of Barnes' commentary on the New Testament defines that phrase, set your affections for us. He says the Greek word phronite translates to mind or to think of. Our thoughts should be occupied about the wonderful things where Christ now dwells, where our final home is to be where our greatest interests are. Since we are raised from the death of sin and are made to live anew, the great object of our contemplation should be the heavenly world, not on things of the earth, such as wealth, honor, pleasure. Our affection should not be fixed on houses and lands, on scenes of fashion and gaiety, on low and debasing enjoyments. Now, Adam Clark's commentary also states the following as he defines this passage for us. Love heavenly things. Study them. Let your hearts be entirely engrossed by them. Now that ye are converted to God, act in reference to heavenly things as you did formerly, formerly, excuse me, formerly, in reference to those of earth, and vice versa. This is a very good general rule. Be as much in earnest for heavenly and eternal things as ye formerly were for those things that are earthly and perishing. Okay, so he not only echoes Barnes' rendering, but even magnifies the idea that heaven should be such a reality to the obedient child of God that she looks at every aspect of her life through the eyes of Christ, dismissing our own ideas, our thoughts and perceptions. That makes complete sense, doesn't it, ladies? Because we're in a battle with a very impressive enemy. 
Satan himself seeks any whom he might destroy, devour, and influence. If we aren't continually watching, studying, praying, and keeping our hearts and minds pure, he can conquer. He's very persuasive. We read, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. 1 Peter 5, 8-9 We are all aware of the sin that worldly folks engage in, as that deadly beast tempts them. But notice in verse 9 there in 1 Peter 5, the Apostle reminds us that the devil accomplishes that same evil among Christians as he does with those who are in the world. Oh yes, we are not immune to the fiery darts that he slings about continuously, Ephesians 6.16, and that's why it's so important that we keep our souls alert. Face the reality that being a Christian involves a continual fight with the devil. He will entice us with shiny things, precious things this world might have to offer. But the beauty of all this is, our reality of where our home lies when this brief life is over will fortify our faith, and we can become those conquerors that Paul speaks of in Romans 8, 36-39. As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love to go to this passage when I feel down, when I feel just depressed maybe. It brings my thoughts back to the Lord. It brings my thoughts back to who's really in control of this life, who's in control of me. I'm nothing without him, and I have nothing without him. Any thoughts that I might have of being in control fly right out the window when I read these powerful, inspired words from our Creator. Talk about a reality check. And the amazing thing about reading God's Word is that every single word is truly a reality check. If our lives are not in line with it, we need to correct them immediately. I know that heaven will surely be worth all the denying of the fleshly things this temporal world has to offer. I know that if my life is not in alignment with the Word of God, I cannot be an effective worker in His kingdom. And I also know that our Father loves us so much He was willing to send His Son to die for us that we might be able to spend eternity with Him. John 14, 1-3 assures me of this. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Isn't that comforting? I find it to be so. My reality is this. My God has given me all that I need for eternal life with Him. My hope is in Him, and in Him alone. And only I am in control of whether I will bring my hope to reality, or let it slip away. 
God has provided everything I need for my soul's salvation, and that is real. The choice is mine, and that is reality as well. It's my choice. In conclusion, ladies, we have a commandment to keep our souls first and foremost, and then to take the soul-saving gospel to others that they too might be enlightened, made to understand that this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Until we finally reach that place where we can be carried away to our eternal abode with our Lord and Savior, with God Almighty, with the Holy Spirit of God. That, ladies, is our home of the soul. The sad thing is, many people are without this hope and believe their reality is actually this present world only. Some believe we live and then we die. The grave is the end. No heaven, no hell. Just live and be buried. They don't understand that our soul lives on forever, and we may be the only one who brings that to their attention, who shares the word of God that is able to save their soul. James reminds us of this in James 1, 21 through 22. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We have a responsibility to others, whether they be erring Christians or haven't yet obeyed the gospel. Or maybe they haven't ever heard the true gospel of Christ that will save their soul. We need to make it their reality. I thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.